thanks for listening to Maniac Mashup. The episode's about to start. Are you ready? Here we go. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Maniac Mashup. I'm your host, Mike, and I'm going to tell you some stories we can relate to today. We have an awesome topic I wanted to talk about parenting, because something's been weighing on my mind all week, and just felt like I could share some stories with you guys, let you know how I feel. I do want to start off with some updates. So we reached our goal. Yay! We have 50 listeners on the Anchor platform. I don't quite know how it calculates all of the listeners together. I think it just takes it from all sources where the podcast is being distributed. But that does mean that we are able to have sponsorships. Those sponsorships are just going to include a small ad segment within episodes. I do want to ask if you could just make sure it plays through the whole ad. That way I get credit for it. Another cool update is I have enabled the ability for anybody who's feeling like they want to you know, donate. Not that I'm ever going to ask, but you have that option available. It is on the anchor.fm page. Uh, just a button that says support. Everything's ran through the uh, website Stride, which is a reputable website. You don't have to worry about any kind of weird scam things going on. Any money that you do decide to donate to the podcast will go to equipment. It'll go to improving the quality of the podcast. Just awesome things. I, you know, If you give money to me just for listening to my podcast, listening to my not as pretty voice as I want it to be, <laughs> you know, I'm going to return that favor to you guys tenfold. I just try to give you the best quality I can. So on the topic of parenting, I just wanted to, you know, talk about a few things, tell some stories. You know, I've got two kids of my own, one who's three years old and the other one's about to be a year in less than a month. And let me tell you, there's a world of difference between the two. Um, I don't really feel comfortable, per se, mentioning their names just yet. I know a lot of the listeners know me personally, and they already know my kids' names. But you know, maybe down the road, eventually, you will hear my kids' names. But just to keep their privacy and keep them secure you know, in this day and age, that's something I'm going to keep hidden. If I do tell stories that involve saying their name, I will say a a different name. So those of you who do know my kids' names or know me personally, don't freak out. I didn't just randomly spawn other little Satans running around the world. It's just protecting the privacy of my children. But I do have a boy and a girl. And the genders themselves, being on the opposite spectrum, alone is a huge difference but I've noticed major differences you know having a girl who's super smart you know she basically taught herself to use the potty instead of using the floor Uh, it just took a couple of accidents of you know her not wearing any kind of undergarments or anything to make her get grossed out enough to just go start using the toilet and she's really good about it too you know being as young as she is, I don't remember when I was officially potty trained, or I guess since I'm a boy, it's more housebroken. But I do 
remember other children that I've seen grown up, growing up rather, take a lot longer to get the potty training thing down. Uh, I am frightened though, because I could only imagine it's going to be a huge difference for my son. Uh, he doesn't seem like he picks up on things as fast as, as my daughter does, but it, they're both really great kids. And I'm, I'm so excited that I get to be their dad and I get to help them grow into adults that are capable of really anything. You know, they, they could do anything they want at this point. As long as what they do makes them happy. That's all I can achieve and hope for. But I do want to talk about one major life development with my son that has been extremely different from my daughter. And that's the learning to walk. My son seems like he has the walking down. He can use objects to you know, walk across the floor. He uses the walls. He uses the couch. He'll hold our hands and walk just fine. I don't think he has the confidence necessarily to balance himself and, and walk on his own two feet without any support from anything. But I also think he's just kind of lazy because crawling is not any easier than walking. I feel like walking's way easier. But Maybe for him, crawling is just the easiest thing. and takes less effort to just stay on your hands and knees and move around the floor. But my daughter, she picked up on walking when she was like 9, 10 months old. It's kind of hard to remember the exact time because so much has happened. So many things have, she's, you know, experienced a lot of firsts. And it's so different. I, I've, I'm almost at a loss. I don't know what to do. I feel like my son is just going to be a crawler for the rest of his life at this point. I feel like he's never going to walk. But, you know, we are trying everything we can. We're, we're trying to, you know, let him balance on his own two feet, you know, while being close so we can catch him if he falls. Sometimes, you know, it, and it seems a little evil, I do let him fall as long as it's not something that's going to, like, hurt him or... You know, not a big fall. It's just, you know, from feet to butt. That's that's about it. I didn't really have to do that with my daughter. She just kind of picked up on it. Um, I have a super funny story, which talks about the negligence of my parenting at this point. But I was playing video games with my brother-in-law. We're playing, uh, I think it was the Halo Master Chief Collection. But we're just sitting there playing games. Daughter's asleep in her. Uh, it, it was a little swing chair that she had. And we look over after a little bit. And my daughter is on the floor just staring at us, minding her own business. She never cried. She never fussed. She never whined. She's just chilling there. We had a great laugh about that for about two hours you know obviously then she started fussing and crying because we noticed that she was laying there on the ground I still to this day don't know how she got out of that seat by herself and just went to the ground without making a single noise but that's just the type of child that she has always been she's super explorative she she loves to climb on everything and really make me have a heart attack every time she goes on a playground or anything like that my son, on the other hand, 
is almost the exact opposite. He's scared to go down slides. He doesn't want to be too far away from mom and dad. He wants to be held every five seconds. And that kind of makes an attention fight happen. I call them attention fights. It's when we're giving too much attention to one child and the other child gets upset because of it. And they may not get upset in a way that you can really tell. It may be something subtle, like they go running into the room to, to and you know, I'm talking about my daughter here. She goes running into the room with her iPad to go watch her iPad by herself because she feels like she's not getting any attention. Or, you know, my son just starts crying out of nowhere just because he's not getting the attention that he wants. And it's hard to balance those. And as a parent, it, it makes me feel really guilty. I feel like I'm not able to give all of the attention. I have a hard enough time keeping attention for myself, let alone attending to two small children and then balancing that and giving it to them evenly. So, you know, some days I'll find myself only spending time with my son and other days I'll find myself only spending time with my daughter. And I, I try to balance it out that way to make it easier. But, you know, it's very difficult. And then on top of the giving attention, trying to do that equally and all of that fun stuff, that's where the sibling rivalry kind of starts to begin. And I've noticed that as my son has started to move around a lot more, uh, my daughter doesn't like that as much. She uh, doesn't want him to play with any of her toys. She doesn't want him to be in her room. Not all the time. There are times where she shares her toys. She shares her room. She wants to be all about her brother. And then there's other times where she's yelling at him and he's grunting at her and he's trying to reach whatever it is and she doesn't want to get give it to him, doesn't want to let him touch it, and she starts screaming. And then she, you hear the pinnacle, Mom or Dad. And then she comes running over to us. Brother did this. Brother doing that. I don't want brother. I don't like brother. Something of that nature. And, you know, it's it's kind of funny because, you know, they're going to continue to grow and be a strong relationship with each other. You know, I, I have a pretty good relationship with my sisters. Uh, you know, we don't talk as much as we used to. We don't have that same you know, every single day talking or, or keeping in touch with each other because we're all busy. We're all trying to do, you know, our work and, and get our families taken care of and all that. But, you know, I, I would do anything for my sisters, you know, to protect them and, and keep them safe. As you know, I, they would do anything to, to help me out as well. And, and that's how I feel like those two are going to grow up. They're going to do everything they can to take care of each other because that's what family does. And, you know, it, it's it's kind of cool watching them really build that relationship, whether it be with the sibling rivalry and sharing stuff or, or just basically learning to, to be around each other. And, and, you know, there's a lot of firsts that Gerard is is experiencing and, and it feels different both of them have had a lot of firsts you know there's the first food there's the first walk the first tooth the first word the first this the first that the first everything and I feel like with my daughter 
it was all first and the excitement behind that and the joy that we had because that's the first time she said mama the first time she said dada that's huge because it's the first time i've ever taught a child to say a word or the first time my wife has ever taught a child to say a word and with our son it feels different it's a first for him but it's not a first for us so i feel like the excitement there just changes a little bit because we don't have as much of a a joy well it's still very joyful it's still awesome and exciting that he's able to experience this thing for the first time but at the same time it's not the same i love both of my 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 kids you know they so much but i i would be lying if i said that i was the same amount of excitement for you know my son's first word as i was for my daughter's first word and it's more selfish reasons i'm always more excited for myself because my daughter just said dada with my son he said dada and i'm like oh that's pretty cool but it wasn't oh my goodness my first child said dada and it's ah the first word the first everything but it's still an awesome feeling. It doesn't take away from that. And, you know, looking back at the past, I, I realized that there was a lot of moments where my parents would have felt the same way. You know, this is a first for this child. This is a first for that child. And I was the last. You know, I'm, I'm the baby of the family. So I could only assume that the excitement wasn't as awesome when you know i said my first word or i took my first steps or this or that you know there was a lot of firsts that i still experienced personally you know the difference in the genders you know there's a lot of things that boys go through that girls don't go through and you know i'm the only boy so definitely a, a experience and and i'm sure that i'm gonna feel this exact same way going forward because i kind of feel guilty you know, it not being as excited for my son, even though I'm still excited, just not at the same exact level, you know. I will say that the biggest difference between the two has actually been uh, teething. My daughter was born with her bottom front two teeth. And I feel like when it came to teething, she felt it and she did, you know, she got the fevers, she got the, the pains and everything. She cried because, you know, teeth hurt. But my son, and I hate to say it this way, he's kind of a wimp <laughs> when it comes to the teething. Every time he's teething, it's it's days and days and days of crying, but it's like his teeth don't want to come in or they all start coming in, it feels like at the same exact time. And I feel bad for him because teething sucks um tooth pain sucks no matter what age you're at if whether it's your first or your teeth or, or you know your first set of teeth it, you have a tooth rotting in your mouth it it sucks and so uh i i have just defined teething as terrifying because you just don't know what's going to happen it's a mystery and Every episode of teething is different. My daughter, first two teeth she's born with, then, you know, they fully surface. Then she starts getting the other teeth, a little bit of crying, not really any problems. Then she gets her next round of teething and boom, pain. 
and it makes you freak out because as a first-time parent in that situation, you just don't know what to do. And I'm sorry, there is not enough reference material on the internet for me to make a justified decision on how to handle teething. There just isn't. There's all kinds of tricks and methods that people use, but me personally, I cannot find a foolproof method to handle every single teething situation. Everyone's different. You know, my son, the first time he was teething, the little teething gummer, gummy things that you put in the freezer, you make cold, worked really great uh, with my daughter all throughout all of her sets of uh, teething or her episodes of teething. We use this, uh, this, it's like a, a salve type thing. You know, you rub it on the gums and it's supposed to help take away the teething pain. It's homeopathic, so, you know, you can use it as much as you need to. And that worked for her. My son doesn't work for him. Or doesn't seem like it works for him. You know, my daughter barely used the little teething rings. My son loves them. My daughter barely chewed on stuff. My son seems to want to chew on everything, including humans. And that's okay if that's how he wants to do the uh, the whole teething thing. I guess he can chew on my knee or whatever. He happens to put his mouth on, you know, sometimes it's finger, sometimes it's my shoulder when I'm holding him. Um, he hasn't broken skin or left marks, so that's that's a good thing. Hopefully the teething is over soon. I, I want him to have all of his teeth and, and be through the teething thing because teething is terrifying, 100%, and I'm never going to change my mind on that. And, you know, I'm hoping at some point that my kids can look at me and my wife as good role models for their lives because I want to do right by them. You know, I do a lot of work lately, and I feel like I'm seeing my kids less and less. And I, I want to make sure that I can spend as much time with them, but there's also things that I'm needing to get done. And I spend as much downtime as I can with them, and I do as much as I could possibly get done in the time that I'm not around them. So that way I can open up more free time. I've been playing my online game less and less to try and give more time to spending with my kids. And I'll catch myself playing it and I'll look up and I'll be like, you know what, I need to spend some time with my 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 kids. I, I need to spend some time with my wife. And finding that time is, is very difficult. And if I could become a role model to them and just show them this is the way that you should be traveling. This is this is the way that you should be living life. I'm not there yet. I'm not perfect by any means. I feel that I have a lot of things that I have to change myself and, and make myself better on. Uh, which one of these things is, is part of the journey that I'm going to be taking you guys on with this podcast and telling the stories that you can relate to and, you know, you can provide stories and I could probably even relate to them even more. And, and so I really hope that at some point in my life, sometime soon, as I'm making all these changes and getting better, that their role models can be their parents. Uh, my wife's a great role model to them. She has so much care 
She has so much heart. And she just loves these kids. I get notifications every time she adds uh, things she really wants to. Uh, we have a shared Amazon wish list. And, you know, I'll see, she'll add stuff that she wants for herself. But 99% of the time, she's adding things for the kids. She's always thinking of the kids. Kids this, kids that. And that's super awesome. She's always thinking of other people's kids and other people's friends as well, which, you know, it, it's still pretty awesome because that just shows how much she cares. But she always puts our kids first, and that's the most amazing thing that I've ever seen in my life. And it's, it's a huge blessing because I know that sometimes I can't really be there. You know, when I'm stuck at work doing my job or... All kinds of stuff. I, I just want to make sure that the kids are taken care of. And she does that. She takes care of them. She cares all about them. And, you know, I, I had some role models growing up. Um, my mom was a pretty big role model because she is the reason I have such the work ethic that I do. Because I grew up watching my mom work all the time to make sure that we could have the electricity on or have food on the table you know may not have been the best of foods we we sometimes had you know a combination hour we just grabbed whatever was in the kitchen and we just put it together and tried to make something out of it but i also got the creativity from that you know i also had some other role models and and you know like a band director uh, i watched what he went through he lost uh, one of his parents and just showing how he overcame that and still managed to come back and we had a performance at the time I believe it it was a really long time ago but you know he came back and and he led the band and he did an awesome job and I've had role models in my life that are like that that have shown me how to be a better person uh just recently I uh, lost my grandpa and he was one of the biggest role models in my life because he showed me what it's like to be a man. You know, he showed me many things. You know, he gave me all the advice on how to take care of a family. He never verbally spoke and said that I'm proud of the man you are because you're just like me when I was younger. But I knew that he was proud of me because of the fact that I do everything I can to provide for my family. And I, I make sure that family comes first. You know, my wife and my kids are my everything. And so you have to have that. You know, you have to be there. I helped in creating these kids. Um, they're my responsibility. They're also my wife's responsibility. We share it very well. We're a good team. But that's something that we have to keep in mind while they're growing up and while everything's going on. And, you know, right now my daughter is in a bit of a schooling dilemma, uh, especially with the whole quarantine and everything. That You know, she couldn't go to school while doing that. She's in preschool right now. Yeah, she goes Monday, Wednesday, Friday for four hours, and it's a great little place. She loves it. She always has fun. And we were wanting to go to one that was part of the school district and in that school district there was no spots available so we went to this one that we had found 
and she's used to it. But, and I'll get into more details later when uh, we actually have a special interview that I'm going to do, uh, which is actually going to be pretty shortly. There's, you know, open spots available now. So we have this whole dilemma that we're going through. Like I said, we're going to go into more detail on that in just a little bit. Uh, we actually have a special interview today with uh, actually my wife, uh, our new editor. And we're going to talk about a few things in regards to the, the parenting. And uh, we're also going to talk a couple of things in regards to the podcast. She has some great ideas that she wants to share. And so... I'm aiming to really be the best father that I can to my kids, and parenting is hard. Uh, you know, I have this idea that is hard to achieve called perfect parenting, and I've actually seen articles online that are titled that, how to be the perfect parent. You know, there's books out there, 10 ways to be the best parent you can be, perfect parenting. You know, honestly, I don't think it exists. And that's not an insult. There's no perfect way to parent anybody. All we can do is make sure that our kids are growing up and they're learning and they're becoming civilized people and good people. You know, e even if you end up raising your child and they go out and do something bad and they're just an evil person, you know, you tried. It doesn't make you a terrible parent. You may have done everything you could to be there for that child. Just something didn't work. You know, I'd, I would still, I mean, if my kids are going out on murder sprees, I'm not going to support them on the murder aspect. But, you know, I'll make sure that they're taken care of for, you know, the rest of their lives. Because that's my responsibility as their father. And I can only hope that... I will achieve that image in their eyes that I'm their awesome, perfect dad. And though I don't see the perfect parenting thing ever really happening, I can only hope to be as close to perfect as possible. And, you know, right now, as a dad especially with the whole COVID thing that we just had to go through, I do feel like I failed my kids. And that's not to be sappy. That's not to be anything. I feel like I let them down and they got sick because of my carelessness or the actions that I took, even though there's nothing I could have done because they could have gotten this COVID from anything. That's just how it works. That's what I feel like as a dad. I feel like I'm doing everything that I possibly can for them in aspects of providing nutrition, providing finance, providing that. Do I wish I could spend more time with them? Yes. Should I do better at, at you know, playing with my kids and, and all of that stuff? Maybe. But right now, I do feel like a failed dad because my kids got sick. I'm still very very much okay with that and and i'm not even mad that that they got it i'm happy that they're feeling better i'm happy that everything's starting to get back to normal and this feeling of failure is just my own way of beating myself up to 
be a better person. And I, don't worry, I'm not self-harming. There's no kind of physical harm or anything. I've just got it in my head that I need to do better. You know, I'm not one of those guys that quits very easily. And if I were to get second place in a race, I would do it over and over again until I hopefully got first. And that's why I feel like a failure. Not because I've given up. Not because it's the end. Because I didn't get first place in that moment. And I just got to do better. And that's all we can hope to do, right? As parents, that's all we can hope to do. But I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to segue this over to the interview. But first, I'm going to put a little bit of a pause in here. It may seamlessly go through. I'm not quite sure how exactly it's going to work. But we're going to listen to a short ad. And then we'll be back with the interview with my wife, Courtney. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. I want to introduce my lovely wife, Courtney, to everyone. Hello, everyone. So I wanted to include you in on some of the topic today, which was parenting. And I know that you had your own personal stories about the learning to walk with our son and, and how much different it is with our daughter. Yeah, it's definitely more frustrating with our son than it is uh, it was with our daughter. Okay, okay. And by the way, everyone, you might hear snippets of uh, our son in the background making noise. He's crawling around, minding his own business. Uh, you know, we have a lot of differences in our knowledge when it comes to, to our kids. You know, I know what shows our daughter's watching and the characters, you know, I know certain things that our kids like to do that you don't. You basically know all of their shoe sizes and clothes sizes and, and favorite foods and all of that fun stuff. Yes, and the way they like to eat their food. It's just trial and error with that. Yeah, yeah. And also the clothes. Um, I do a lot of different clothes brand shopping. And they all vary in sizes. Like, they're not all the same size. Yeah, like the Nike brand and, you know, oh, Target brands yeah. and stuff. Yeah, so, like, for Nike, um, our kids are normally a size above what they would normally get at Target or Walmart. And that kind of goes into the parenting hacks that you have. You've gotten down the systems and methods that you use to you know, find them the right clothes and get the right sizes. And I, I know you have other parenting hacks that you like to use. What, what are some of the things that you use um, or that we use together? Okay, so one of the main things with these hacks that we do is consistency. When we come across something online that we want to try, um, we just have to be consistent with it. And more often than enough, throughout the week, it'll be kind of a long week trying to get our kids to be in the routine of it but after about a week they're pretty solid with it yeah I know that we do a lot of consistency with you know when their bath times are when bedtime is yeah so kind of like a schedule yeah yeah and we're just sticking with it ultimately that's what it comes down to is having a pretty big schedule and um I've noticed that 
our daughter actually is way better and, and behaves a lot better when we keep to the same schedule throughout the week. Um, what are some of the other parenting hacks that, that you've come across or that, that we use? Um, one of the main ones that we have right now is the choices. When our daughter wants something that we are telling her no for, but we give her other options. We give her A and B. When sometimes she's still fussy and she wants only her choice, but we tell her, you know, it's either A or B or you get neither of it. And after a little bit of her persistence, you know, she will let go of it and she will choose one of the options that we give her. I love doing that when it comes to the Gatorade, which she calls crocodile drink. <laughs> uh, uh, also like when we're choosing, trying to get her to choose water or an alternative beverage instead of a sugary drink, you know, we'll say, she'll come up to us and she'll say, I want crocodile drink. And we'll go, okay, but why don't we have water or water with juice, which we have those little juice add-ins like the Mio uh, boosters for water to give it flavor that doesn't have a bunch of sugar in it. And she'll usually choose one of those options or she will actually choose none of the above and walk away for a while yeah and sometimes she even says that she wants milk but right now we're only doing milk for bedtime and breakfast time uh, we are trying to cut out on that as recommended by her pediatrician yeah the pediatrician is always telling us that we're doing something wrong or giving her something that we're not supposed to like Capri Suns. We completely stopped buying Capri Suns because our pediatrician was like, that's bad. And you know, Capri Suns are <laughs> generally not the worst thing that's out there. I and mean, We're not giving our daughter Coca-Cola every single day or at all for that matter, <laughs> unless she sneaks it behind her back. But I don't think that really happens. You know, we, we did have to put a lock <laughs> on the fridge uh, because she was eating sticks of butter. Yeah. <laughs> but... That's really the only thing she ever really sneaks behind us to do is food or drink related. And it's not Coke. It's not anything that she's not allowed to eat or drink. It's just we've told her no before and she sneaks behind us. You know, I'd prefer her not to eat a stick of butter. She's also very independent. If her dad and I cannot get to her snacks or whatever fast enough for her, she will try to like open everything up and just do it herself. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, we're going to have to get a handle on that at some point, <laughs> but yeah, she's very independent. Uh, I know that you, one thing that you do is bring lots of extra clothing or diapers or what have you. Our truck is just jam-packed with wipes and diapers and extra clothes. Yes, I do have that storage in there just in case because I no longer carry a diaper bag everything either goes in my purse or it's already in the truck for when we are out and about it's just so much easier knowing because our daughter is potty trained and it's just better if there's something in there just in case absolutely and you know I, our kids are starting to get used to each other and our daughter sometimes doesn't want to share her toys with our son and it makes it kind of fun to watch them because they'll start bickering at each other and he can't really speak and she 
does know how to speak, but she just screams instead of using words. But we have started to call these little temper tantrums um, tantrum timeouts because we don't want to force her to get over her emotion. We just kind of let her go into her room and figure it out herself. Right. And it's not only when uh, she's upset with her brother. It could be when she's upset about anything and she just doesn't want to calm down. We just let her uh, deal with it herself just to get over the anger and work through it. We let her be and we don't pay any attention to it. Right, right. And I know that you've been home a lot more with our son while the whole learning to walk thing has been going on. What are your thoughts on that? Because I, I know the difference between the two was a lot crazier because our daughter started walking really quick and she kind of got it down and we've been struggling with him. Yes, our daughter did everything so fast and our son, he's just taking a little bit longer and it's just really frustrating that he doesn't even want to walk yet. Like, he knows how to do it, but he just refuses and... It's just really frustrating for me. You know, we try everything that comes to our mind, and it's just not working out yet. Hopefully soon he'll start moving. Yeah. yeah. And then the kids will be really arguing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, you know, we try to use the tag team method a lot when it comes to our kids, especially when it comes to nighttime. You know, you make... you pretty much make sure that our son goes to sleep because he's still breastfeeding and I make sure our daughter goes to sleep and there's some benefits to that because we both have our own routines that we've built with our kids but I also know that there's some negatives like you not knowing what she does when she goes to sleep or how to get her to go to sleep yeah uh since our son was born you know it's just a little different it's more easier for me to deal with our son since he's breastfeeding still and Gemma it is a little sad some days that because I don't put her to sleep that often and I don't really know her night routines you know we just know we do the reading and the lights out but uh, I just wish <laughs> yeah yeah and we I mean we do it with the bath time too I'll, I'll usually get the kids washed and then I'll, I'll throw our son at you and you you get them all dried off and put together you always make sure you bring our daughter's pajamas in and get everything ready because I always forget that so there are benefits from that tag team method as well yes I also love that when you are off work and you come home you get like your 10 minutes of free space and then you come jump right in and you're complete dad mode because I'm literally just mentally exhausted from the kids all day <laughs> yeah, there's no lunch breaks when you're a parent. <laughs> exactly, 24-7. <laughs> and we do that a lot. So the way we like to, when one of us gets frustrated and dealing with the kids, we don't say anything to the other one. We just take control. We just remove the other parent from the situation to make sure that we're not going overboard and we're not losing it. And it's not a bad thing to, to really get frustrated with kids. I feel like it's just normal. But. Yeah, especially at the age range they're in because they just don't fully understand, you know. Our daughter is recognizing emotions now, and we try not to be angry or anything um, with them. 
around them. You know, we want to be in a different room before we let loose. <laughs> yeah, especially when she pits us together. Um, we have some mom versus dad moments that uh, our daughter in particular likes to use. She'll ask one of us if she can have a, a treat like a cookie or uh, one of her Gatorades. And the first person she asks will say no. So she'll go to the other parent and, and ask them. And me being dumb and not asking the, the right questions or not knowing if she had already been told no or if she's had too much of it throughout the day, I'll say yes and I'll give it to her or vice versa. Right, because we always try to encourage um, the fruits or veggies before any other kind of sugar snack. For sure. And outside of the butter that our daughter likes to eat, you know, I, I think they're pretty healthy for a couple of young kids. I agree. <laughs> well, is there any other parenting topics that you wanted to include? Any tips and tricks that you might have? Yes. Uh, I'll the information on where to find the info I find. <laughs> I see a lot of it online on like Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. I read a lot of mom blogs, you know, and I, if I see something that I want to work on with my kids, that's what I talk to Michael about and we try to incorporate it with our kids. And that's all just a consistency thing. We just keep doing it every single day until it's habitual. And obviously not everything works with them after about a week or two. That's when we'll try to do something new with them because there's bound to be something out there that works. It's just a matter of looking and finding the stuff. Yeah, because there's countless websites out there. They have lots of information. And I'm going to be honest, anybody can make a website. Anybody can you know make a blog that talks about parenting and they may be not edged as great of a parent as really someone else so you might get bad information from it but um, I've seen you look on the mom groups that you're on on Facebook and and the different blogs and different websites that you go to that you you'll look at several sources before you bring something to me and I got a lot of respect for that yeah I do follow um, teachers ever since our, we decided to put our daughter in school I follow quite a bit who also have their own methods. I also follow homeschool mothers or fathers. And there are some people out there, they are nutritionists, they have their whole thing is all about what kids can eat, or what was the other one? I can't. It's hard for it to come to you, huh? You go through yeah. so many of I them. Just, <laughs> yeah, there's quite a few different ones. I don't just stick with only one person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I want to thank you for putting your input on the parenting topic that we had today. Uh, I have to make a special announcement, and she hates when I do this, but you know she is our exclusive editor. She gets first dibs on listening to things that I say in the podcast and all that. She gives me all kinds of advice on you know what should be put in there, what should probably be left out. Right, and it's just because I like to hear... Um, your voice. It's so easy for me to listen to all of it. <laughs> uh, you guys can't see it, but I am currently blushing. It's an <laughs> awe moment. Uh, I know that you had some ideas in regards to marketing, and you had something to, to say to everyone, because we plan on making some social media accounts. 
Right. And since we just started talking about it, I also want to just do more researching on it and more Googling because the whole podcast thing is super new. I only know uh, crime podcasts, but um, my idea is, is that he can make an account for them, have some snippets of the podcast for the videos or the posts and in the main bio just have the link for the podcast so we can get more listeners and then it's up to you guys at the end you know we have to get the word out so you know share the podcast to your own social media if you enjoy listening things of that nature so we can really make this something when we do the tiktok when we do the youtube you know if we do end up doing them after we research it a little bit you know she'll also be uh the cameraman for it and you'll probably get some behind the scenes or outtakes from the podcast yeah it's gonna be so fun <laughs> yeah absolutely well thank you for joining us for this special interview is it's nice having you oh thank you babe i'm glad to be a part of it <laughs> all right join us on the next segment we have more in depth on the social media I'm going to talk to you guys and not forget the Florida man, which is what we're renaming the crazy news headlines, because it's really hard to find crazy news out there. And we'll talk about what's next and what's upcoming and on the schedule for the rest of the podcast. Now for the segment that I've been waiting for, because it's one of the fun things that I get to do. I actually found a news article earlier this week. Maybe it was yesterday. I can't remember, but I, I found one online. I'm changing the crazy news headline over to a Florida man headline because it's so much easier to find Florida man news than it is to find just crazy random news stories because usually what pops up is the same things that have been popping up for several days. But this one I found, Florida man fed up with potholes, plants banana tree in the middle of the road. And you know... I've never been petty enough to plant a tree in a pothole, but I am I'm proud of this guy. Uh, he said he was tired of filling the potholes with cement, so he planted the banana tree instead. And, you know, it's it's all up to him, I guess. It, it, from what it says in here, he didn't do anything wrong. But I think it's really awesome the amount of pettiness that went into that. He, you know, you got to imagine this guy's probably been really upset with the fact that there's a pothole in his road for so long. And finally he just gets tired of it and says, you know what? I'm going to go spend my hard-earned money to go buy a tree and plant it right here. That way nobody can drive over the pothole. Anyways, I thought that was hilarious. I do want to start talking about the social media. Now, we touched on it in the interview. I do have plans to open up a Twitter page. I had already had those plans, um, but we're looking into possibly doing some TikTok, a YouTube, an Instagram, everything that we can do to get our name out there. And then I do want to ask that if you do enjoy this podcast, outside of the whole supporting me by listening and supporting by uh, donations if you choose to do that please please share the podcast share it with your friends share it with your family 
Um, it's going to be as PG as I can make it. You know, swear words might make it out of the editing. Um, but, you know, most of us are adults and we're used to swearing. I do have it listed as an explicit rating for that purpose. So that way, if there does come a point in time where if this podcast really hits it off, you know, the swearing won't be an issue if it's a present in the podcast. So, Again, please just share it. Uh, there's, You can click a link and whatever platform you're listening to the podcast on and just share that link with whoever. You know, Feel free to post it to your own social media if, if you really do enjoy it. I'm having a lot of fun making these podcasts and a lot of effort went into this one for this week in order to, to get that done. And yeah, again, I, I do want to just say, I know I said something in the beginning, but I just want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast. We're, we're really reaching goals and, and exceeding them, and I have goals for the future to continue growing this thing and, and make it just a journey that we can all go on together. In regards to a schedule, I do want to let you guys know I'm going to try to keep the one podcast a week and... I already have a topic lined up for next week. Hopefully, I can get the co-host to join in on that one so we can have a, a full-blown podcast and, and really talk about things. I have a topic in mind, but I'm going to save that until you guys hear about it next week when you hear the podcast. Thank you very much for listening to this week's podcast. If you have any stories that you want to submit or any ideas for for topics or just anything in general, go ahead and go to that Webflow website that's linked in my anchor.fm profile and use the email that's attached on that web page to send me an email. Or if you know me personally, you can just reach out to me in the ways that you know how to reach out. I do plan on continuing to increase the quality. I found numerous programs I was able to use to create this podcast for this week. And it's, it's only growing as my experience with making them grows as well as the equipment I get gets better. So to tie everything up, thanks for listening. And I'll see you guys next week for the newest episode of the Maniac Mashup.